This is the Inkledo Podcast. I am Brandon Ray. And I am AJ Enfield. And I guess the first question that we need to ask in a podcast is why why are we here? Why are we doing this? Why do we start a podcast when there's eight million podcasts in the world? Why try to jump into that ocean? Because we're fools. Yeah, that's not far from the truth. But I think if you're going to try to win at anything, you have to be kind of ignorant, to say the least. Like, you have to not know that you probably lost before you start. Otherwise, you'll never win. Yeah, you don't actually want to know the odds before you get started, because those are just going to crush you. So, I guess the... So, why are we here? We are here to kind of start building a community, really. I mean, that's that's one of the big... We just put out a blog post on community, um, and that's why a podcast is a good area for for that. Right. Our goal, really, when we talk about what we're doing with a community is we're trying to engage people in conversations. We want it to be something where we talk, you guys talk with us, we learn from each other, and we grow. That's the entire purpose of Inkledo as a company. Now, there's going to be a lot of different branches that sprout off from that, but that's ultimately what it's going to keep coming back to for us. Yeah, because I mean, I, I kind of saw that when I started my little coffee company before is that it was, I was all by myself. I didn't have anybody's brain to bounce stuff off of. So, you know, I did what I thought was good, which ended up taking me in a million different places. I wasn't able to do anything or I would start stuff, not finish stuff. I didn't have help or guidance. So it, it, one, it'll be nice to just have somebody else's brain to bounce stuff off of Two, Mine is very bouncy <laughs> Two, It'll be good to have, you know, more people just throw their opinions out there because I mean, if you don't, you don't know what you don't know. So sometimes you think you're doing the right thing, and then it'd just be somebody to put a post or a comment on your post that says, hey, did you think about this? And you're like, no, actually, I I didn't think about that ever. So I really wish I had. <laughs> you're so smart. And so I guess that kind of takes us also into um, right into why we named the podcast what we named it. So a um, little bit of backstory on this is when... I wanted to start a podcast. The first person I reached out to was AJ, and we met at, what was up, Lucy's, The Market? Yes. Yeah, that, that's so, right. Thank you for remembering. They serve some pretty decent coffee and some decent food. It's a cool little place. But I was driving there, and I was like, oh, I thought of the funniest name. And I just started laughing out loud. It popped into my brain, and I was laughing out loud to myself in my car like a crazy person. And that was Inkledoo. And, I mean, part of it, and it's okay to laugh. Like, I... I talked to my lunch lady at work, and she is very supportive. Like, I love her to death. She's the nicest lady. She supports me in all the stuff that I do. And I and she's like, oh, what's the new name of your new company? And I was like, Inkledo. And she kind of stops <laughs> and looks at me, and she's trying to be supportive. She doesn't want to laugh at it because that might hurt my feelings or drop it down or something. And I'm like, I look at her, it's okay to laugh. Like, that's that's part of the reason why we like it so much you need to understand we thought it was hysterical <laughs> exactly like it it's okay to laugh at it so yes it is silly it is inkle do um inkle like the inklings yeah like hot shots part do um, <laughs> no 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 not like hot shots part everybody do. Loves charlie sheen in the 90s, no no, no that, man. That, that's not that's not what i'm arguing <laughs> with you need to pronounce it correctly Part <laughs> If you don't have to drop your chin like into your voice box as you're saying it, you're saying it wrong. Oh, well, we've already offended the French. <laughs> Frankly, well, I'm okay with that. Hey, you know what? They won the World <laughs> Cup. Nothing's going to bother them for now. That, that, yeah, they'll be good for a while. So, yeah. So, you know, one of the big 
motivating factors for starting this podcast and how we model it is really off the Inklings. If you're not sure who the Inklings are, that's fine. You're not exactly in the minority. Basically, the Inklings, their two most well-known members were C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien. It was basically a group of writers uh, and university professors, colleagues, and they would get together at this pub, public house, which was the Eagle and Child? Eagle and Child, yeah. The Eagle and Child. Uh, and what they would do is they would share their unfinished work. Now, to me, that's one of the most amazing things because anytime I start something, it is the most terrifying thing in the world is having to show someone something that you're not done with True. because it's not perfect yet. And I'm not ready for the world to judge me and break my fragile little ego <laughs> But that's where the good stuff comes from, right? Like exactly, like art is not in a vacuum. You got to bounce it off other people. You got to have other brains. Like you get art becomes so much more rich when there's more people involved in it. Well, and if you think about it too, like it's way better if I'm doing something that sucks, which let's be honest has happened from time to time. <laughs> it's way better to find out that this thing I'm doing sucks at the beginning. As opposed to like, oh, now I've spent four or five yes. years working on this thing, and now I'm finally showing it to people, and they're like, "Did you missed this part?" <laughs> but, but I need yeah, you to should know really that. just start over. Like, oh, I don't want to start over. <laughs> I, oh, it's really just like a series of sad moaning noises <laughs> when they tell you that you've wasted these four to five years of your life, and so again, knowing that Brandon and I both have different ways that we enjoy kind of being creative and working on things, but knowing that we're going to need that kind of feedback, we thought this podcast would be a great way to go about getting it. You're going to be able to hear our thoughts in progress. The reality is when we call ourselves Inkledoo, we are modeling that concept of we're unfinished work. Brandon and I will be different people at the next posting than we are at this one. It's just how it works. Humans are constantly, we're in development. Um, we're hopefully developing correctly and getting, getting better, better with each step. Yeah. But if not, or if there's something that is a priority, something that needs to change right away, that's what we're kind of counting on you guys to let us that know. immediate feedback. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's another part to it too, is the part where they met at a pub to be honest with you. You know, like, the pub has changed in in understanding here in America. Like, now you got the dive bars where people just go to get drunk. But that's right. not what pubs are. Like, when I've heard a lot of people go over and say that they're the, they're the community hubs. Like, that's where everybody goes. Families and... The and word pub comes from the phrase public house. It was just... That's where people went to hang out after work. Yeah, it was the community center. Exactly. And you weren't just hanging out with your friends. You were hanging out with everyone mm -hmm. and so we don't want this there are you will discover if you stay with us and listen to us talk brandon and i are both very opinionated people <laughs> some of those opinions line up with each other <laughs> some of them don't some do not some of our opinions will line up with some of yours some will not we want to hear on both sides of it yeah so i mean that's the biggest part is getting people together bouncing ideas around because i mean 
the pub is the public house where you engage with your community. Everybody gets together. But then there's also the, you know, the coffee house mentality, which is not the cafes like nowadays, you know, and the coffee houses, uh, like we went to Virginia and that's like where they like started the revolution was like in a coffee house because they were arguing over sugar or something. It was, <laughs> it was really weird to me, but I mean, that's where people shared ideas. They bounced ideas off each other. A little bit of alcohol can help with creative ideas. Too much alcohol makes those ideas stupid usually, but you know, almost universally. <laughs> so, you know, the pub, the coffee house, the sharing of ideas, the sharing of community, you know, like you can have different opinions and it doesn't have to get crazy because they're still your neighbor. Like they're still nice people. You still know them, but you, you don't have to hate them just because you think a little differently than, you know, like. Exactly. And I mean, the reality is so, uh, and this is something we'll talk a little bit more about in depth later on when we're talking about some of the people who we look up to and those kinds of things. But one of my favorite quotes is from uh, Socrates, who talked about the idea, his number one thing that he told his disciples, the people who were studying under him, the people who were learning from him is, know thyself. The unexamined life is not worth living. My opinions will always seem right in my own head. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not trying to be an evil jerk. That's not my goal. And so the information Most that the I... Most pos- anyway. Oh, I mean, so... Okay, Sometimes fair I point. poke the bear fair. just for fun. That, yeah, more often, more often than not, honestly. But no, like the, the information that I have in my head leads me to believe these things. Right. All the information I have in my head is not all the information there is. I'm not, in general an ignorant person, but there are definitely things that I am ignorant of. If I'm talking about one of those things and you have information to add, please do. Yeah. And it's, it, we all get better by interacting with the other, right? Like if we were in a vacuum, we were on an Island and we never interact with anybody, we would all end up having the same thoughts forever, right? Until somebody else interjects a new thought, a new idea, something that nobody's ever thought about, or at least thought about it in that way, then it kind of shakes everything up and it's, and it's good for everybody to shake it up. Absolutely. Our, our perspectives are important and they're valuable, but they're not all there that there is. Uh, and so hopefully you will come into these conversations with that same kind of approach. Listen to our ideas. If we say something you disagree with, hopefully you will think about why we have that opinion. Take it in, not necessarily agree with it. But take it in and consider it and know that we are going to do the same. If you challenge us with something, we're probably not going to be super grateful right away, but we're going to process it. <laughs> we're going to chew on it and we're going to see where it goes. Uh, I think there's a big part of how you challenge it as well. Like, uh, So yeah. we're going to hit some interesting topics, right? We're going to hit everything from religion to politics to movies to music, yeah. sport. We're going to hit it all and, you know... When you put yourself out there, you're basically inviting trolls to come out from under their bridge and try to get you, right? And, you know, we... What did trolls smell? The blood of a Christian man or something? So, you know, we're, we're going to bring trolls out in droves. Looking forward to it so, on a certain level, honestly. <laughs> but There's I that mean, poking like, the bear thing. We are, we're not going to... Like, if, it just, if it's just crazy, like... We're not going to engage. Like, if you're just out there, haters are going to hate, right? And if you're not even trying to talk or inner, like, we want to, especially make up points. Yeah, we want to engage in discussion. But if you're just looking out there to try to tell people that they're dumb for not thinking the way that you think, 
Uh, we're not really interested in that. We might, yeah, we might poke the bear a little bit here and there, but I, really, we're every not now and then I'll that. probably fire something off that will make you far more upset than you made me. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> we got thick skin, so we can handle tough conversations. But again, like we're not, we're not interested in in and uh, just getting into the crazy Twitter battles of. And to be fair, hate. if you want us to understand where you're coming from, that's what we want too. Right. But that's you know. Really, we could probably talk about that forever in a day, yeah. and but I'd rather goes, not. That kind of goes into what to expect in the podcast, right? So this podcast, we're going to be doing bi-weekly, or mm-hmm. we're going to release bi-weekly. We're going to be shooting for that sweet spot around 35 to 45 minutes. You know, my experience with podcasts is, you know, the 25 minutes, you can't really dig in anything too deep. Uh, and then when it's over, you're just kind of like, well, that was more annoying than enjoyable and, but they, then we almost got to what i wanted them to talk about <laughs> but then when they hit the like 100 and or like an hour and 10 minutes hour and 15 minutes you're kind of like boy you guys ran out of stuff to say like 30 minutes ago and you should have just kind of pulled the plug and so we're, we're kind of looking to like not drag it on so long but i yeah. mean if the topic's good right we're gonna oh, take yeah. it till the end but i mean the one of the great things about the podcast format is that we don't have to be bound by a super strict format, but that's what we're going to go for is the 35 to 45 minutes. We want to have it be long enough for you guys to hear our thoughts and to really process some things and for us to process some things with each other. Uh, but we don't want to go so long that you have to basically block out your day to listen to us talk because we don't like blocking out our day to listen to us talk. We're not going to ask you to do it. Yep. And one of the big things that everybody always asks, I know iTunes has the the asterisks and stuff like that. But I mean, we're going to be recording clean as much as possible. So you should be able to listen to this with your kids, with your family. Uh, It shouldn't be anything too crazy. If we do an interview, if we get to the point where we can do some interviews, I'm not going to ask people to be something that they're not. But you know, if they're crazy, I'm going to ask them to maybe dial it back a little bit. And then you might hear some, you know, train whistles or something throughout the podcast. There you go. So we'll edit edit that to keep and if something like that is coming we'll make sure to let you know before the podcast like maybe, actually gets started yeah, like, like a, don't hey. listen to this in the car with your kids <laughs> this one is rated pg-13 yeah. no yeah we'll do we'll let you know we're not going to blindside you with a lot of swearing or in right. things that would be but we uncomfortable might, topics yeah, we might hit kids. some topics that are not necessarily easy to talk about that's and in so, fact the goal so if we hit some of those topics yeah we'll give you that warning that says hey just so you know sensitive material whatever you know we'll try to let you know so you're not blindsided and then have to answer a bunch of awkward questions right you weren't prepared to answer at seven o'clock in the morning we we, we want to blindside you with things occasionally but not your children <laughs> that's kind of that's just cruel um, another thing is so who we are as a as a company is we are actually a beverage company so our goal yep. is to have a brick and mortar shop to where we can really have a community center um, and so what we're usually going to start out with is some sort of beverage. The beverages that we picked to go over were coffee, beer, and wine, uh, which we think are kind of the core craft beverages. There are other craft beverages, so Absolutely. we're not going to you know neglect them, but those are the ones that we probably know the most and interact with the most. So, And have the most diversity in them. Like I've had craft sodas before, and they're very good, but at the same time, there's like three brands I know of. So. Right. And, you know, so we'll hit other stuff, but that's going to be kind of the core of our beverage. So we might start it off and be like, hey, we're trying this coffee or we're drinking this beer. I'll give a little sample of what it tastes like, the profile. Um, and then, but the core of the review is going to be in the blog post. Right. We'll just sort of touch on it on the podcast. 
and then on our website, you'll be able to find the full blog post with a more complete breakdown on it. Yep. Okay, so why don't we jump into getting to know each other? So, all right, um, we are just some random people. I mean, people who are going to listen to this probably know us already. Some, uh, but of maybe you. we can surprise them with some of this stuff. So, we picked out four questions just to kind of toss out there, get some conversation going. We won't go too long into them, but I mean, it'll we really help. didn't want to do the just straight up. Hi, my name is. Uh, <laughs> we're not doing like a. This is not a meet and greet in your first like community <laughs> meeting. Uh, Sorry, all this makes me think of is the beginning of Wreck-It Ralph. With, exactly. With Hi, yes. my name is Zangief. I break man's head like a sparrow's egg between thighs. <laughs> <laughs> like to be fair, Best introduction that is, ever. It is, and not one that either of us can claim. <laughs> I can barely break a sparrow's egg like a sparrow's egg between my thighs. So. Oh, Zangief. <laughs> I'm bad, and <laughs> that's Okay. <laughs> It's um, a great movie, man. It I, is. However, speaking of great movies, let's go ahead and start off with that one. Okay. What are your two favorite movies? And to be fair, we haven't talked about these in advance. So when I react in rage <laughs> at him leaving off one of my favorite movies, it's probably, it's probably sincere. Be. Okay. So the one that I'm pretty positive that you're not going to have. So I have two all-time movies that, like if we were to say, are my favorite movies of all time, they're... Kind of there. They may not be the ones I watch the most, okay. but they are my all-time favorite. The first one that I don't think anybody will know is The Crow. It was a Brandon Lee flick, flick right? I, I like heard of it. Yeah, he died. That was the one that right, he yeah, died Yeah, in. the guy yeah. died in the movie. Um, it's dark. It's kind of morbid, but... See, told you you guys would get to know us. <laughs> it's... It's really good. Like, I really like it, and uh, the soundtrack is great. Like, I just... I love it. And then my number two uh, is Top Gun. And if you know okay. me, you know okay. yeah, Top yeah, yeah. Gun is... It's, Might I have played a role in the proposal. Love it. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did do the bar scene for my wedding proposal. Yeah. that's that So not true. a huge shock on that one. No. It's like, what what made specifically Top Gun? What made Top Gun like stand out to you? Because The Crow is a unique movie. There's not a whole lot of movies that necessarily fall into that category. Right, but right. Top Gun... It's an action flick. Yeah, with... it's kind of, yeah. So what set it apart uh, it from all the others? probably just, I grew up on it. Like, dad, okay. dad was in the Navy, right? And yeah. so, I, I don't know, maybe he had an affinity for it, but he liked the ships and the the planes and, or the jets and everything. And so I just grew up watching it because I think it came out the year I was born. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, I definitely didn't see it in theaters. Fair but, enough. Uh, Fair enough. I don't know. It's just always there. And they had the coolest high five, Maverick and Goose. Um, <laughs> come on, man. You know, I, I don't know. That might even be like the deep-seated root for why I like volleyball so much. Uh, I mean, you're now, not going to see okay. me running around greased up without a shirt I, I was going to say, like that, that's leading to volleyball. a whole other level of psychoanalysis <laughs> that I don't think either of us are prepared for here. Oh, come on. But I mean, in Val, like there's a huge cast in there. Like it, There is. There is. Yeah. Oh, man. See, and again... I, for me, it's a very different thing that I'm looking for in movies. It's like, at least on some level for me, for the most part, when I go to a movie, it's because like life is kind of kicking my butt and I want to, I want something to distract me from that. Good old escapism. And I like to be distracted by things that make me laugh, which is why number one for me is probably blazing saddles. 
Mm. Mel Brooks. And again, you talked about like the influence of your dad on things. Blazing Saddles is like one of the first movies I can remember watching with my dad. And like I was just kind of being on the verge of tears laughing at. There were other ones that were kind of in that category and in that range. But like Blazing Saddles for me is kind of definitively my favorite comedy. I think I've seen most of it. I don't think I've seen it start to finish. Oh, that's so hurtful. Well, I mean, like, I'm not going to lie. I don't go back to watch old movies. Like, there's so many movies that come out all the time that, like, I I just... Yeah, but most of them are sequels to movies that you didn't like the first one of. Why would you waste your time with that? That's true. Now it sucks. But, like, I haven't even seen, like, Casablanca or, like, any of the, like... Oh, man. I just don't go back to watch old movies unless somebody said... I usually appreciate them. Right, right. But I just don't ever... They're so far back in your list. There's constantly new movies being added that you feel like you need to see. Marvel putting out a new movie like every 20 minutes. Like I can't even like it's a full time job to keep up with their movies. Let alone it is not. I've kept up with them. I I get to see two (laughs) movies a year. Listen, Mister, I've got kids and a family. (laughs) I'm not in. I'm not here for your excuses. All right. No. All right. Fair enough. But my second movie would probably be uh, Tombstone. there's such an amazing cast there are so many great lines and I am still looking forward to the day where someone tries to challenge me with something just so I can say I'm your Huckleberry Val Kilmer killed that man oh my gosh yeah he wasn't supposed to be the star guess what he was oh Doc oh yes but like legitimately that entire movie there were just so many scenes where that is probably the highest on my rewatchability for movies. Yeah, you like, know, that was on TV the other day, and, and I started watching it, and I was like, man, I forgot how good this is. Like, this movie is fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and then, like, I know we said top two, but, like, in third place, every John Wayne movie ever made. Uh, okay, all right. I inherited from my grandfather yeah. on, on my mom's side, uh, Grandpa Al. He, uh, yeah, he got me hooked, and... Hard to go wrong with the Duke. Yeah. There was uh, the man who shot Liberty Valance, Val, Val, right? Whatever. The yeah. Him and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Stuart, like, I had to watch it for a justice class. Okay. And I was like, oh, it's going to be an old Western, whatever. But it was actually, like, one of the most complex plots. Like, they just wrote better movies back then. Well, they like, had to the because time. you couldn't rely on Special, graphics yeah, and those kinds of things. So lame. Anywho. All right. We are... Doing pretty good on yeah. time, so um, Look let's, at us go. let's hit the next question. So, top influences. What are your top influences? Okay, so the first one I would go with is very close to home, uh, my dad. Uh, he just is kind of, and I think this is you know true for a lot of people, not all, unfortunately, because not everyone is as fortunate and as blessed to have such strong examples, but like for a lot of boys growing up, your dad is just kind of the definition of what a man is. And I'm very fortunate that my dad has been such an example of that for me. I mean, his ability to like just dive in, fix things, very pragmatic approach to things, uh, a very serious, quiet spirituality where he's not necessarily, he's not throwing it in people's faces, but it's still at the core of everything he does, his relationship with God. And so having that as an example is awesome. Uh, but other than that, I am a colossal nerd. Like I, I love things that 
most people find painful to deal with, including and especially philosophy. And so for me, you know, I mentioned a quote from Socrates. uh, So some of the Greeks, Socrates, Aristotle, Plato a little bit, but he gets pretty weird. Um, And then, you know, I, I am Catholic and take a great deal of pride in the heritage that I've got from St. Augustine and from St. Thomas Aquinas on that stuff. But my number one influence in like thought and everything is probably GK Chesterton, who is not necessarily the easiest author to read, but he writes sarcasm so fluently. I was going to say, you know, the sarcasm in Chesterton, it just makes sense that that would be your favorite. It just... He makes my heart so happy with so many of the things he says um, that I just, yeah, he says every now and then I'll be reading something he says. I'm like, well, that doesn't seem right. But then I read the next sentence and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, you, (laughs) GK, (laughs) look at you go. But yeah, those would be, so be prepared. There's going to be a ton of conversations where I'm going to say, well, you know, and GK Chesterton said, and I... I apologize for not feeling bad about how often I'm going to cram G.K. Chesterton's thoughts down your ears. Um, but hey, it's up to you whether you leave them there or not. Yeah. How about you? Me? Um, I mean, yeah, family always plays. So I'm a second born. So I'm kind of noticing it with my kids, too, is that, you know, the first born tends to look up to the parents a lot more, and then the second born tends to look up to the first born more. Like, my, oh, in that case, I'm I'm sorry to my sister. <laughs> uh, yeah, like my, I should have done better. <laughs> my my youngest looks more to my first daughter than she does to us. Like she, like if we never came back, she probably wouldn't even care. But if her sister, <laughs> if her sister's gone, like it would be the end of it for her. So like she just loves it. So I mean, okay, that, okay, that's always had a big big role for me so um i apologize if that laugh hurt any <laughs> eardrums i tried to lean away from the mic i didn't get there in time that's gonna happen so yeah so i mean like looking up i learned i always joke that i learned from my brother what not to do because i would just sit back and watch him do stuff and most of it was i'm pretty glad i didn't do it <laughs> um but then there's a bunch of stuff that i you know i did pick up from him there um so that's always been a huge influence and then i think one of the big ones that really got me maybe like in my supervisor style and stuff like that, my interaction with people was my seventh grade math teacher and basketball coach. His name is Lynn Miller. There we go. Um, pretty random, but he was the f- first person to kind of like, so he saw me sleeping in class and then he got mad and he tried to like pop quiz me, but his seventh grade math was like easy for me. And so he was like the first person to like not get mad at me and be like, oh, hey, maybe we should advance him. And so like I nice. ended up getting high school credit in eighth grade because he saw potential and helped me get somewhere. So That's it, awesome. it was it was good there. But then also uh, my favorite story with him in basketball is, you know, he grabbed a rebound. And so we went on offense and I was running down the court as fast as I could because that's what you're supposed to do. Right, right. And then this basketball comes at like 100 miles an hour, barely misses my head. <laughs> <clears throat> and he's just like, looking for the ball. I was like, oh, hey, I need to pay attention to things around me. I can't just put my head down and well, run, right? I almost died. So, I mean, like, he was he was both crazy, but then he was also really, like, uh, compassionate. So, like, we were terrible. I mean, we I don't think we ever won a game. Oh. Like, me, no, I don't think we ever oh. won. It, we were really bad. But he never showed that. Like, he knew we were not going to win. But, like, during halftime, he draws this picture of, like, a mountain or all 
trying to inspire us. But the biggest thing that he said is that he's like, give 110%. He's like, that means yes, go until your legs die, right? He's like, give me everything that you have. And he's like, you can trust me because it's not going to be your parents. It's not going to be your brothers and sisters. It's not going to be your friends that scoop you up off the ground. It's going to be me. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to be there for you no matter what. So if you give me everything, you can count on me being there for you when you die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, That's my interpretation of it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, it, was, it hit me hard with this guy that, you know, I could trust that I could go until my legs gave out. Um, and it gave you inspiration to go go past that because you knew you had somebody that was there that was going to scoop you up off the ground nice. in there. So that guy, that guy stuck with me forever. Like I, I really appreciate it. That's awesome. And then when I coached later on in life, my team played his team and he freaking beat me. I was so mad. Like I tried so hard. I was like, guys, <laughs> we have to beat this guy. He was my coach. I have to beat him. And we lost him. I have a losing record when it comes to basketball coaching. I Yikes. That's... Basketball in general. Well, so, uh, I am a teacher and I do coach junior high sports and I think we had a good football season one time. I mean, our teams haven't been like super dreadful, but we have not been. Yeah. I, I don't think if we were to track my wins and losses, I, I don't <laughs> think I'd be in the black on this. Um, All right. Next question. Biggest regret in life. Ooh. Okay. So well, let's just do like one yeah, like, yeah, yeah. solid one. For me, it's really easy to pick. Maybe two. Uh, I, if you if have a second think, one. If I had to think of a second one, we'd be here for a while. Because okay. I've only got right. one that really stands out. It's, uh, Do that one. When I went to – so I graduated from Brophy back in 2002, went to NAU for a few years with like a scholarship. Uh, and like it's not like I was out partying all the time or anything because I definitely wasn't. I'm much more of a homebody. But – I did manage to leave NAU after three years uh, with about a year and a half's worth of credits. Not super impressive. Like, I just look back on that. Things have worked out for me since. Like, I, I love where my life has gone since, so it's not something where I would necessarily say, oh, this was awful and I regret everything. But it definitely stands out as perhaps the biggest example of a wasted opportunity in my life. And there were so many people who I know and who I, their opinions matter to me, who I know were expecting so much more from me because they knew I was capable of so much more. Yeah. And like, even from childhood, people being angry with me does not bother me anywhere near the level of that like disappointed sigh and a head shake. Like, oh, man. AJ, we just. We just expected better. <laughs> well, okay, so here's my rib cage open. Here is my heart. Yep. You go ahead, just bury the heel in it a little bit. And you know what? It probably has just taken us thirty some odd years to figure out that, hey, we might have potential to do something in this <laughs> life with ourselves and not just waste it. So Right. Here's to hope, right? Amen. So I kinda have I kinda have two decent ones. One I had I got my first dog when I was like nineteen, she, little pit bull, red pit bull, and she was the best dog ever. I mean, she knew me. We had this routine. She slept in my like she was like the best dog in the world. And then I, I moved. And if you know pit bulls, they create like a bond with people. Like they right, you are their person and they are your dog. Like and it's just heavy true. duty imprinting. Yeah. And then I moved out for like. A year, maybe not even a year. I think we made it ten months before we got didn't make the payments, got kicked out, and then I Ooh. had to deal with 
that for a while. But the biggest regret, not even on like crashing and burning out in life, the worst of it all was that I lost the imprint from my dog. So my dog then became my dad's dog. So she moved to him. Like, and they would tell me stories that she would like hear something and then run to the door and sit there and wait, thinking uh, I was coming home. And I wasn't coming home. And I was like, stop telling me these stories. It hurts my heart. Why do you want to see me cry? <laughs> but this dog was the best. And that, that was one of my biggest regrets is that, like, again, I should have either taken her with me or just not left her behind. I, I shouldn't have done that. Then my second one is that, as we were talking about missed opportunities, I don't think I ever, like, went out and made opportunities for myself. Like, I didn't have a, a huge college experience. Like, I didn't go live on a dorm. I didn't live by myself I didn't, okay. I've never lived out of state. I've never, like I, I've lived in Arizona forever. Like I just haven't done a lot. You know, like That's I stayed, fair. I worked, you know, two jobs getting through college and, you know, to get that job. And then when you got that job, you're locked down in a cubicle. And you know, now that we, you know, have come a ways in life, we're starting to do vacations and hit some different places, yeah. which is nice. But there's something about when you're young and just, Going out and figuring it out, even if you're living on top ramen for a little while, even though I don't think that's cool at all. Like, I, my parents were cool, so I didn't mind being at home later than I probably should have been. But, right. but I didn't get any like worldly experience. So, like, hmm. when you're young, like I do tell people, I'll be like, go do something. You know, like we have one of our cousins has lived in like three or four states now. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's gonna, whenever he's ready to settle down, he's gonna be perfectly ready because he's got all this life experience and, travel and like he's got this under his belt and he can just be like yeah i'm good now and so now i have like this chip on my shoulder where i always want to go somewhere because i didn't go anywhere before yeah so life lesson get out there experience the world all right well let's let's bring it back to a happier thing now (laughs) i mean we've talked about kind of our big regrets yep what about what's the thing you take the most pride in like the your number one thing that like sure you should appreciate how great I am for this. It's hmm. Well, you framed it that way. I had like the answer, <laughs> and you reframed it on me and totally threw me off. No, I, my biggest, what I'm most proud of, in all honesty, and it sounds a weird or it sounds cliche, I guess, really, is it's my kids. Getting married was, you know, you you're with somebody for a long time. You make the conscious decision to say, "Yep, we're going to be together forever." Yes, I love this person. But then when you have a kid. It's so 100% different and like primal and there's not like any conscious decision of it. And so when you see this person developing and changing and growing um, and even when she does stupid stuff like uh, she started copying some of the things and so she'd be like, are you kidding me right now? And I was like, I love that so much. You know, and then she was cheering for, you know, we were watching the Wimbledon today and she's cheering on. So she's like picking up all this stuff and it's just like this weird sense of pride just in her existence is something that's so next level that I never I don't I don't even know that you can understand it and conceptualize it until it's experienced like it is so so next level that I don't I don't even understand it but it's so it's everything for me well and so I want to thank you for going ahead and just announcing that there's no way I can compete with what you've just said (laughs) And that what I'm about to say pales in comparison, blah, blah, blah. What a jerk. No, honestly, like that's, that's amazing. I love that. And 
hopefully someday I'll actually be able to understand what you're talking about as opposed to just sitting here kind of like, oh, that sounds lovely. <laughs> but like for me, uh, and it's kind of in the same vein, but I'm sure it is actually like at a very different level. So I've been teaching for a few years now. And before that, I was doing like high school ministry work. And so it's hard for me to pick like just one in particular, but this concept of light bulb moments are my favorite Mm. thing because in both of those kinds of work, I find myself frustrated for the vast majority of my existence. Yeah. Like, and again, for that same reason that all those people were disappointed with me for leaving NAU with one and a half years worth of credits. It's because like, I see these things in these children and in these teens where it's like, oh my gosh, yes, you're so awesome. You're so on it. Wait, no, no, no. Why? Why would you do that? Uh, But like, even at the most frustrating moments within that, there's just such this amazing piece that comes from that once in a blue moon. And it's not like I'm claiming credit for it, but like, I just get to be there and watch it happen where a kid doesn't understand, doesn't understand, doesn't understand. And then something, whether it's like me rephrasing something or one of their classmates explaining it in just a slightly different way. And you can actually just watch the lights of understanding come on in their face. Like I've explained it to the students in my classroom. The, the cartoons weren't actually lying when they showed people having that light bulb appear over their head. Yeah, you can like see it, it in their eyes. It, it is. It's so incredibly clear. And when I see that, it's like, okay, well then legitimately everything has been worth it. Yeah. Um, and so for me, like being able to be a part of and a witness to those moments is probably the thing that I'm most proud of. That's huge. Cause I mean, I mean, that is one of going to be one of our folk, big focuses throughout all this is, is youth. I mean, we you got to help kids out. And that, that light bulb moment is is worth everything that you see Absolutely. in kids. Like it, Absolutely. It's pretty amazing. So, all right. So that's our uh, that's us in a nutshell. I mean, you're going to get to know. See, now you've got me thinking of Austin Powers. No, no, this is me in a nutshell. <laughs> How did I get in here? This is an incredibly loud show. Um, so... Yeah, oh. ra- random things are going to continue to happen. Oh, it's, is... it's inseparable from who we are. But, uh, yeah, no, that that's a fairly good introduction to us. Um, yeah, I think so. Stick with us. Check us out on... We're available on a lot of different social media. Yeah, we got the main ones in. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, and all of them. Basically, if you go on any social media site or platform and put in something about Inkledoo, I-N-K-L-E-D-E-U-X, you'll probably find us. There's not a whole lot of other people who have our sense of humor, so they weren't <laughs> fighting us for it. Uh, website's super easy to find, inkledoo.com. Yeah, jump on there, leave some comments, engage. Like We really want to build conversation. We want to talk. And like we said, we're going to hit some topics that uh, I think we'll have some interesting opinions out there. So definitely get on there. There's I think there's a follow button down there at the end, too, so that you'll yep. get notified when uh, our podcasts or blogs release. Um, so yeah looking forward to it hope you enjoyed round one and with that we will say adieu